Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Yes, I'm Still Sober podcast. I'm John Rabin, and this is episode 155. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to take a drink of water. Mm. Thanks for joining me again. Uh, this may be short. Shorter. Every time I say that, it, uh, it goes long. But uh, I feel it this I feel it this time. I do because uh, had a long day. Worked in a warehouse with no AC. That's fine. But as per usual, it's been hot this week. Uh, and then I did an outdoor show, and just got back from that. And because uh, this is just, I put this off to the last minute, and I apologize because uh, uh, I'm tired. But uh, show went all right. I did a bunch of new stuff. Forgot all my old stuff. Everything was fine. Like the set was fine, and then I just, uh, I didn't have, I couldn't, I blanked and didn't have a closer. I'm like, so I was just kind of sitting there, and I went, that was good, right? That's enough. Okay, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> just like, just checked with the audience to make sure they were cool that I didn't have a closer. They're like, hey, you guys laughed pretty big at that last joke, right? That was it. All right, that's good. All right, we're done. So, um, I so I I have something I really want to get into. I'm gonna bitch about it, and then I'm gonna go. <laughs> um, I hope you're doing okay, though. I hope uh, if you're a sober person, you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. Hope you're getting out there. I did a oh, I did a bit on how like we're all tired of dealing with stuff. Uh, what does the CDC say now? What does the CDC say? Hey, what does the HEB say? Because they've had their shit on point way before the government. I trust HEB. So I did a bit, a bit about that. And it did really well because everybody here, it's regional, but HEB is the shit. It's like, uh, it is the best grocery store, bar none. If you don't have one near you, I'm sorry. It's too bad. Ah, there's nothing like killing with a regional joke. Um, okay. So, I don't know how, like, I was thinking, the thing I'm, I want to bitch about, and that's really what this is, it it's all comes down to me complaining about a thing. I don't know how uh, I was going to turn this, like, it's going to kind of tie into saying, um, hold on, I got to spray a cat. Get down. <laughs> if you've been following along at home, you remember that I have a squirt gun for when a cat is being bad. He's jumping up on, on the kitchen counter. And you're not supposed to do that. He knows. He doesn't care. He actually doesn't care about hitting, getting hit with water either. He's like, ah, it's all part of the game. Like, he really doesn't give a shit. Thanks. Thanks, Q-Tip. Anyway. Uh, this is hopefully going to end with me saying getting help is going, you cannot rely on the government or another program or like an organization to watch out for you, that you have to take care of yourself. 
you know, if they, um, you know, check organizations that provide, uh, you know, resources and assistance and, uh, you know, to, to get connect you with other people who are also, you know, looking for help and looking for community. That makes sense, right? But you can't rely on an organization to solve a problem. To solve your problem. You have to do it. That's, that's ultimately where we're going to end up. But I'm going to give you that there. That that's like the, that's what I, that's, that's where I want to end up is to go, hey, you got to watch out for yourself. You know, it's up to you, your recovery or your uh, mental health, which is all, all the same, all connected. It's all the same thing. It's up to you, you know, you're responsible for your own mental health. Right? Right. So I want to talk about truth. Not the noun, the organization, the truth.com, the truth initiative that apparently started in Florida and then they decided to, uh, oh, let's, 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 you know, this seems to be working, which is, you know, in retrospect, was it? So truth.com. was started and funded by the lawsuits and everything against the big tobacco for all their marketing and all that that shit, you know, back in the 90s. So they took the money because if you've ever wondered, hey, you know, the you know, states and the government got a lot of money from the tobacco companies. Not enough, but a lot of money. What did they do with it? Well, a lot of it, in fact, $324 million of it for at least the first, um, I think the first 10 years, they got, it was $324 million from tobacco companies. And it's like, well, let's see, did, what did, you know, was it effective? What did it do? So truth.com, for those of you who don't remember, let me refresh your memory. Um, they did a bunch of ads and anti-smoking ads and they tried to be hip. They tried to be like, oh, they had this. So they had, you know, young people on there doing, doing stuff. And they had like ads like uh, a publicity stunt. They, they had a bunch of people in body bags. They piled, or they piled all these body bags outside of this big, tall building. Is like outside of the big tobacco probably wasn't even big tobacco like it probably wasn't even like philip morris's office or whatever but they just you know this big stunt is like oh there's so many people you can like this that was a one commercial uh, the most famous commercial they they aired and they paid for the money they aired on the super bowl which was a uh, an ad for shards of glass popsicle i don't know if you remember that where it was like what if all products were advertised like cigarettes so it was the shards of glass popsicle which isn't really a, a an equivalent because it's like uh yeah but popsicles don't make people look cool or give you a buzz so like it's not a it, it's kind of a false equivalency but i see where you're going with it it's kind of clever 
But the thing about it is, is that they tried to make these these commercials hip, like like they were going to convince young people to stop smoking. But when you make obnoxious advertising that irritate people, because it irritated, I don't know anybody who's like, I like them. It irritated everybody. And, and honestly, at the time, it just made me want to smoke more. And then I'm bringing this up now because they're doing ads to try to convince kids to stop vaping. They've switched to vaping because vaping is more of an issue now. But the ads are coming up on me listening to the Rich Eisen show. Which is it is not for teens. Teens don't listen to the Rich Eisen show. He, you know, he talks sports and talks the NFL, and also, you know, talks about you know has entertainment and like uh, cultural references. But you know, his his references are to an older time, like eighties and nineties and stuff, and and before, you know, around my age. So his demographic is like guys in their thirties and forties. And 50, like, like this, so it doesn't make any sense to be advertising for them. So it's just annoying me. And I was like, I'm going to fucking talk about, let's, let's do the truth about the truth. The truth about truth is kind of the deal. Cause here's the thing about the truth initiative. All right. So and I'll get to the, the ad that they're doing now. So I looked this up and in 1998, teen smoking, they, they, I, I guess they did a poll, and you know how accurate those can be, but it's like 23% of teenagers smoked in 1998. And then they compared it to, in 2018, there's 27% of high schoolers using tobacco products, and that's what they say. They, it's this lumped in using tobacco products, which can be cigarettes, but it's mostly vaping, you know? And they also did like a, a thing where they tried to figure out after, t- after 10 years. So from 1998 to 2008, they, they're sitting there and they're like, well, we were funded $324 million. So how do we make this look like? Was it successful? And somehow they determined, they estimated that they saved taxpayers anywhere from 1.9 billion to 5.4 billion dollars in medical care due to this truth initiative they think that uh, oh yeah these ads kept people from smoking which made them live longer and save all this money it saved the taxpayers all this money on medical care here's what really happened in my opinion the culture changed. <clears throat> younger and younger people came up and, you know, the generation above them, you know, Gen X was chain smoking. So the younger generation was like, eh, no, I don't like the way it smells. It seems to be killing you guys. You know, the younger people also don't, didn't drink as much. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I think that it's been upticking since people have discovered White Claw. But for a little bit there, not 10 years ago, 
like they they weren't drinking as as hard as they were, you know, like five to six years. Like when I was still drinking, like I came back and there's all these alternate non non alcoholic drink alternatives in bars and in shows, you know, where I was doing shows and stuff. And like the younger generation wasn't buying drinks because they smoked weed. They preferred weed over alcohol. They're like, eh, not a big beer person. It's it's like a cultural shift. It has nothing to do with these stupid fucking ads. So instead of taking this money, instead of taking $324 million, instead of wasting it on paying their staff and their CEO and their board of directors several hundred thousand dollars a year salary, which they still do, CEO makes uh, $750 million a year in this nonprofit. Instead of wasting all this money on advertising, they could have put that money towards funding like patches, like nicotine patches or nicotine gum or nicotine lozenges for people who wanted to quit. Like giving them free tobacco alternatives to quit smoking a lot of people would give it a try it would be way more effective than a stupid cutesy ad you know tongue-in-cheek ad that oh, look how cute we are and our ad ad you know company is uh you know they're very clever uh, uh, uh. no they could have provided alternatives but they didn't do that and the thing about it is, is that the culture shifting took care of smoking. Less and less people smoke cigarettes now. Also, technology with the vaping has taken care of smoking. Smoking's not a problem anymore. So what do they do? Well, they've got to keep getting paid. You know, they've got to... the. Everybody working for the Truth Initiative has got to keep their job. We can't, you know, there's no mission accomplished. We've, we've got to keep our jobs. So let's take on vaping. That's an equivalent, right? So this is what they're doing. They're, <laughs> they talk, that the, these ads have like, you know, quitting's tough, but we're here for you, blah, 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 blah. They're offering a texting service where people who have quit will text you. Real people will text you, which is bullshit. There's no way real people are texting you. It's an automated service. It's like pre-written messages. There's no way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's actual yahoos that are getting paid per text message to text people who want to quit vaping. Like, you know what? I need encouragement because that's what you like. More unsolicited text messages. That'll like your phone buzzing and you're like, oh, did I get a notification? Did I get another like? No, it's truth.com saying hang in there with a picture of a cat on a branch. You can do it. That's what you need. Positive Blank, you know, blanket positive affirmations from a nameless, faceless source telling you to quit vaping because that's the 
biggest problem that you're dealing with is vaping. You can't, it's like, why, why can't you change? Why, you're going after vaping? It's not even the same. Like, I understand, you know, going after smoking and, you know, talking about secondhand smoke, which kills, you know, has killed almost 100 people in 100 years, probably. Come on, really? Um, so I understand, but it's like, oh, let's just keep, let's just switch over to vaping. Why not take on something else It's a little bit more dangerous that's killing people? Vaping's not killing people. Fentanyl is killing people. Opiates, opioid crisis, maybe take on that. I don't think you'll do anything because it's up to the people to look out for themselves. But you could maybe at least at least be useless for a good cause, not a worthless cause. And that's the thing. It's 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 weird when they shift because I looked this up. Like the March of Dimes was formed to help, you know, develop and take care, you know, for polio, to cure polio. And when they developed the polio vaccine, this is what it says on in Wikipedia. It's like following widespread use of the polio vaccine, the organization was faced with disbanding or steering its resources towards a new mission. Basil O'Connor, then the organization's president, directed his staff to identify strengths and weaknesses and reformulate its mission. Yeah, I bet the president did that. I bet the head of the organization went, well, we could disband or we could keep our jobs and figure out something else to go for. Uh, How about we take on... Let's see what what do they take on? How about we take on improving the health of mother mothers and babies? Like some vague thing, and the March of Dimes is still around. Like like the the Wikipedia article should say March of Dimes was a United States nonprofit organization, but it's it is. Yeah, we have a vague mission so that we can continue to exist. Same thing with Mothers Against Drunk Drivers. It was formed because there were no drunk driving laws, really drunk driving laws that was really actually viable. It's like a very, very light slap on the wrist. They're like, oh, it's a shame. Another drunk person killed somebody. Man, people need to drive safer. They didn't do anything. Um, so the woman that started it because her, her kid was killed did a movement and then they finally got you know drunk driving laws but the thing is is that the organization at some point became started becoming anti-drinking and that was not the point of the original mission so the woman that actually started the organization ended up leaving mad and she actually ended up started working for the liquor lobby because she wasn't anti-drinking she just wanted to solve the issue of not having any law, these having no laws on the books for people who 
committed crimes or like, you know, killed somebody in their car because they were drunk. You know, it's like they lost their way because they kept they kept pushing for harsher and harsher sentences and harsher and harsher, you know, like like this is how we're going to, uh, you know, fix drunk driving will just make the 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 penalties harsher and harsher. And this is this way mad can continue to take donations and pay their uh, board of directors and their employees salaries uh, and become viable, viable. This is a, this is what we're going to do. So what the hang on, but it, but it turns out what actually brings drunk driving down the rates down was not uh, any of the laws because people still try to get to the bars that aren't in their neighborhood when there's not good you know when they live in a city that's that has doesn't have viable public transportation they're still they still want to go to bars so like uber and lyft uber and lyft is what brought drunk driving down not pushing for new laws and that's the whole thing with with these nonprofit organizations, man. It's it's weird. Some of them that it, it's just it's it's a waste of money. And that's what. And all of this is because these stupid ads that I have to hear when I just want to listen to sports, and then there's all like, "You need to stop vaping." I'm like, "You need to fuck off and no longer exist because you're not doing any good for anyone." You're just collecting a salary and making stupid ads promoting a useless service because no one no one is quits an addiction because somebody texted them. Like, oh, thanks for the reminder, random guy. It's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. And that's, and that's where I was getting at with like, hey, don't expect, don't think an organization is like, oh, we've got a, we've got a solution to fix this problem. Oh, we've got an addiction problem. Well, we've got, a, we've got, uh, we've got resources for you. Uh, do you? Hopefully some of them do, but they're, it's never what you need. Some, you know, some organizations provide good resources, but, uh, you know, you have to search for them and you have to be like, is this going to help? I don't know. You have to do the work yourself. That's what I'm getting at. I hope that you do. If you need to get help, just know it's up to you. (laughs) Somebody else is not going to save you. You have to do it. That's what I'm getting at. Also, fucktruth.com. That sounds like that. That's the website. Fucktruth.com. Is that a website? Hang on. Let me see. Is it? It is. Uh, well, it's not what. Yeah, there is one, but it's not what. Uh, it's not what I wished it was. Anyway, that's it. I just wanted to bitch about them for looks like twenty three minutes. So I appreciate you sticking with me on that, and uh, I'm gonna get. You know, I'm gonna rest and. Get ready for tomorrow. Uh, Man, I'm tired. Thanks for joining me this week. This has been the Yes, I'm Still Sober podcast. I'm John Raven. We'll see you next week. Later.
Stay on.